All right. Well, yeah, we'll get through, do previews, and uh, yeah, get out of here before it gets too late at night tonight. All right. Let me get to, let's see, not, not my matchup league. Week five already. We couldn't, none of us could wait for football, and now we're at week five. Yeah, I know it. It's flying by. All right. Who's number one on your list there? You? Yeah. Yeah, it always. That's how it lists them for me. But, yeah, yeah. so the the first game this week, it's uh, my Purple People Eaters versus the Boys in Band-Aids. Uh, my, I'm at three and one, tied for the top of the minor league division, and uh, Boys in Band-Aids is second place in the, my, in the toilet brigade. Yeah, two and two. So this game – Purple People Eaters are favored by a pretty stout 45 points. So pretty heavy favorite there. But, you know, any given Sunday, anything could happen. I mean, maybe there'll be another blockbuster trade this week that evens things up even. Or, like, for example, I mean, Fish finally was the recipient of goodness from the injury bug when David Montgomery went out. So he was sitting on Damian Williams. So he's got Chicago starting running back for looks like at least the next two weeks, if not longer. Absolutely. Yeah, you're seeing that big spread there. I mine says twenty. One ninety seven right. to one seventy-eight. Oh, maybe it's been updated. Yeah, it has. All right. Yeah, so I'll bring it back down right. to nineteen. Either way. Uh you you should beat Fisher in this. Again, all all banged up. And we've talked about this a thousand times. He was a little weak at least um running back to begin with. Pollard's a definite help for him. Yeah. Uh, looks looks like Sermon's finally getting the ball. But it also looks like Saquon's pretty healthy. Yeah, like, Saquon's looking all right. Yeah, you watch some of the highlights and then watch the game, and you know what? He looks like that top five running back that we know that he is. So the, the ACL is feeling better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I, I think Fisher all year is going to be one of them, you know, just having a fighter's chance every single week, and he's probably the spoiler guy all year so. I think we all got to be careful when we play him, but yeah, yeah. that this game is probably more important to him right now than it is to you. Uh, especially he's at two and two and that it, you don't want to get too far behind your division. Mm-hmm. And, and Keith is at three and one, I do believe. So, at, but very important to you, you got that tough division too. Like I do it three teams at three and one. So yeah, everyone's still in the mix. Of this thing, still a whole lot of excitement going on here. So, and then that um, spread closing up, like 19-point spread is just not a lot. I mean, it's just one big swing one way or another, and so who I, knows? I got to believe that spread closes up when uh, they announce Montgomery's going to miss time, and now he gets points for Damian Williams as a starter. So, Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, that, ha- that has to have had a lot to do with it. So one time back, this is back when we were both working at the Dale Road plant there. I went over to the McDonald's right there. Shares the same parking lot with the plant, you know. I go through the drive-thru, get the same lady I always get. You know, the older lady who must have been the manager there. She was there. She'd been there for a long time when I started working there, and she was still there when I left. And uh, I go through, get myself a, a cheeseburger and whatever for lunch, and start driving back over to the plant. And I take a bite of it, and it's just a fucking bun with ketchup and a pickle in it. Like they had forgot the meat. There was no meat, no cheese. It was a... Hamburger bun sandwich. Just a, a ketchup and pickle sandwich didn't taste very good, and it wasn't very filling. So I flipped the car around, go back to the store, and I opened up the bun. You know, I had a bite out of it. I was like, look, there's nothing in here. And she's like, oh, I can't believe we did that. And she was nice about it. You know, at first she was like, 
are you sure? And I was like, am I sure? Why the hell would I be back in here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but so anyways, I, I, like I said, I took that, that cheeseburger back to the store and got a different one. And, and that's, that's what fish needs to do with Anthony Miller. I mean, Anthony Miller is a ketchup and pickle sandwich with no fucking meat, no cheese. On <laughs> this guy, and I say that with, I was the guy who had Anthony Miller. I drafted him in this league. I drafted him in the redraft last year. I I just kept sitting there waiting for the breakout, waiting for the breakout. And yeah, it turns out once you get a bite of it, you realize there's no fucking meat in there. It's just a bun with a pickle on it. So my advice to finish is, is move on. That Khalif Raymond's a good choice. Short-term rental, Deontay Harris, or even that Cedric Wilson I mentioned a little while ago. But if you if you look and you see a guy like that, and maybe Fish would disagree with this, but when I see Anthony Miller on the list, I tell myself there is not a situation. Like if everyone in front of him got hurt, I would go to the waiver wire. I wouldn't just put him in my lineup. And if you're doing that with a player, you really ought to think about moving on and see if there's someone out there that you might play if it was an emergency. And that, that's who you should pick up. Absolutely. And you know what? That story is awesome, and I laugh about it because – that's happened to me at McDonald's before. I don't oh. know what the fuck that was all about. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it was like 20 years ago now, 25 years ago. I know me and Kim weren't married. And I was I was going to school. I was just taking some classes up at DCC. And I went through the drive-thru at McDonald's, you know, got a couple of cheeseburgers. And I was driving, you know, I was working at the time. So I would have to go there after work and just make my way to school. And you know what? Bite into it. And there's no fucking meat on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I had no time to fucking go back, so I fucking, I eat it, of course. Like, I'm hungry at that point, so I eat it. So I grabbed the fucking second one, and I'm like, there's no way they didn't fucking put it on this one. No, they didn't put it on that one either. So I was like, motherfucker. (laughs) So, of course, you're driving. You're like, what do I do? So I threw french fries on mine. I was like, oh, there's no meat. I'll put french fries on it, I guess. I guess, yeah. But, yeah, Anthony Miller is very... I I looked at him a hundred times too, and it's just it just ain't happening. Yeah, and especially yeah. in that uh, where is he T- Houston right now? Yeah, yeah. And the, there's outside of Brandon Cooks, like there's nothing going on in Houston right now. Yeah. So I yeah, like you said, if if there's better things on the waiver wire that you'd rather start, you know what? Absolutely drop them. I agree with that advice. Sure. All right, your next one's a little odd for me, and I got to go over and look at your team because it might make more sense after I look at your team. Oh, for me? Yeah, do you have to start one of them running backs? It's not that I have to, and that's the point of it, is is for me, the advice I'm giving to GM me is start your studs. Mixon's hurt, Dalvin Cook is hurt, but if one of these guys play this week, it's one thing when Cook was hurt, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to use Saquon Barkley. That wasn't really that big of a downgrade, assuming health. But if I'm at the point where I have a banged-up Dalvin Cook or Quintez Cephas in my flex, I'm starting Dalvin Cook. Dance with the girl you brought to the dance. It's one thing, like I said, if you have a similar caliber player who's also then a stud, then you start him if he's more healthy. But be careful about getting real cute with this stuff where, you know, you have a Cook or you have a Mixon who has a slight ankle tweak or whatever. If it seems like he's healthy and he's getting out into the game and it's between him or freaking Anthony Miller, just hope that Mixon's going to hold out for the game. I mean, obviously, if they miss, then you start who you have to start. But 
but that that's the point of it is start your studs if they're if they're both banged up you don't start uh damian harris over yeah you know i can get three and a half points off of a injured dalvin cook just as well as i can from a a healthy damian harris the way things have been going oh you got robbie anderson you can put in your flex i could (laughs) (laughs) oh giving you a little bit of shit there because you were talking robbie anderson up earlier yeah yeah and and you know what it it turned right back into what it was like right now would i start robbie anderson yeah if mccaffrey's still missing time i probably would you can see a direct correlation in the amount of targets anderson gets and whether or not uh, mccaffrey's playing this season last season both so yeah mccaffrey misses time i would consider i mean robbie anderson becomes a stud if he's actually getting getting targets. I mean, he's not one of my top end superstars, but you know, you got Robbie Anderson the last season and yeah, that's a guy worth playing. I get it. I'm just asking a question being half facetious here. Sure. Go trade for Brandon Marshall. If you want a good receiver over there. <laughs> yeah. Get all over that. You mean Terrace Marshall? Yeah. Terrence Marshall. Who did I say? Brandon? Yeah. Oh, Brandon was actually a good receiver in football. Yeah. Terrence, no, he... Terrence is up and coming. I uh, will see. All right. I, hey, I think we'll just probably work off your Google sheet here. Yep. All yep. right. Me and Kickass Kissners. What, what's the official favor? I am favored by only 27 points. Yeah, with both uh, of you sitting at three and one. So you're both tied for the top of your respective divisions. First off, I'm going to smoke Todd this week. But anyways. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I say that again facetiously. It's, it's a fairly even matchup. Ellie and Prescott can have a big game. They don't tend to have them big games together, but they can. Where I will really separate myself from Todd is my receivers, obviously. That's where I normally separate from a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe it's the tight end matchup of the week, you know, Kittle against Waller. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Two, two of the best going there. Kittle is hurt. I see he's got a little question next to his name. Yeah, He'll but Kittle's... Kittle's one of those guys that's always kind of hurt and yeah. still, still plays well. Right. So, yeah, this is, we're both leading our prospective division, you said? Yeah. Uh, well, you're both tied. So Yeah, three and one. Yeah, so three teams in your division are three and one, and three teams in my division and, and Kistner's division are three and one. I am the number one scoring team, and Todd is the 11th scoring team. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that gap should be a little wider here than 27 points, but is 27 points a blowout of Dynasty? I don't think so. What's I mean, a blowout it, Dynasty? I don't know, 40. Okay. If you actually win by 27, then yeah. But like the projected scores are, as anyone, Not close. <laughs> yeah, as anyone who's been playing in the league knows, the projected scores are just a, a shot in the dark. But if anything, it does give you a relative idea of, like a, almost like a power ranking for, for teams. And uh, so being up by 27, that's like being favored in my mind. I equate it to being favored by eight points, just over a touchdown in the NFL. All right. I can deal with that. But yeah. So like, like you said, you're the highest scoring team in the league right now. He's 11. Uh, he's got the 12th best offense in the league, but the fifth best defense. But despite that being 11th overall, 12th on offense, fifth on defense, he's still three and one. So this is a team whose ultimate weapon is bad luck. You know, that, that's what's been killing the teams that he plays against is they have their worst weeks when they play him. So the best advice we can give you 
is take luck out of the equation. You know, don't go with your boom boom bust guys this week because you have a, a pretty safe, like we just said, you're an eight point favorite. So, you know, when, when you're up by eight points in the game, you don't, that's not when you throw the long ball. That, that's when you grind it out. And that's probably the best advice I could give for you for your TDs for this week is pick your grinded out players instead of your long bomb players. I try in general not to be too much boom bust. I'll do it a little bit with the defensive backs occasionally, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm not a home run hitter. I don't try to be a home run hitter in yeah. the whole thing. You know what? Singles and doubles get the job done too. So yeah, but but that's the perfect example. This is the week where I'm starting my you know strong safety off of whatever team I have them from, rather than my new hotness corner who's gotten a bunch of interceptions so far this year. No, I got you. Uh, again, I I tend to play it safe and. And not that I ever want anybody to think I'm giving them misadvice because I'm truly not. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is not a player that I would normally have on my team. I'm just observing that he is scoring a ton of points and like that streak might keep going for a while. And, well, uh, and I hope at the end of the day, nobody yet like thinks I'm like it, that either one of us are deceiving anybody. Like oh, I hope yeah. no one's like, oh, you know what? Uh, he made a higher bid on. KJ Osborne, and he said he thought he was worth. Well, that was probably me sitting here Wednesday being like, oh, you know what? I'm willing to pay three bucks more for him if I really want him, which is essentially, honestly, what happened. But, anyways, I just want to put that disclaimer out for everyone. I'm not fucking with you. I'm telling you what I think of things. No, it's, it's, it's true at the time that we say it, you know, and that's all we can do with it. But we, we throw it out there every now and then. But if I was going to do this podcast, and bullshit everyone who listens to it just so I could beat them in the free agent market. It would be a waste of time to listen to it, and that's a waste of time to make it. So, you know, but that doesn't mean, yeah, I, I say I think a guy's worth eight bucks if I put down nine. That's because I'm hoping someone else is like, oh, if he said eight, he's probably going to put down nine. So I'm going to put down 10, you know? So it's very approximate. But uh, all, all that said, you know, I, I didn't bring it up because I thought your call was bad. I, I was actually about to say if I was Kistner, Good chance I'm starting Trayvon Diggs this week because that's the kind of thing that could get me over a 27 point deficit. Right. Now, and that's what I was saying when I was talking about, you know what, that's almost any cornerback in the league that you start. I just yeah. like to put that prerequisite out. And I, I'm pretty confident no one thinks that we're fucking with them at this point. You know, oh, sure. Yeah. The advice is either good or bad, but you know what? I just, I just want to be sure everybody knows that. Sure. I'm a little bit like you. I know you're a lot like wanting to be very transparent, like people to not believe that you're doing something wrong. I'm a little bit like that. And so again, I just wanted to make sure I threw it out there. Sure. Just a little prerequisite. Sorry. You're, you're the more straight and narrow guy on this thing. Keeping us straight. I get off on tangent. So, Oh, it's all good. Man. That's the beauty of it. You know, we're two grown adults that can do whatever the fuck we want with our time. Absolutely. You know, if it gets too long, I'll edit it out. Exactly. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so rolling into the next game, though, we got uh, the Buffalo Pollux taking on the Green Wall. Uh, Buffalo Pollux at three and one, also tied for the uh, minor league division title. And the Green Wall off to a little bit of a disappointing one and three so far this year, but but still fighting. Uh, right now, Buffalo Pollux are favored by fifty four points. Which you're asking, what's a blowout? This is a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the blowout of the week. I mean, it's the biggest point spread out there. I don't. I don't think starting uh, a boom bust cornerback is going to 
is going to make the difference in this one, although it might not be a bad idea to try. If you're the green wall, I mean. Shit, you can go with four of them, two defensive backs and two IDPs. Yeah, you certainly could. And then you'd almost be guaranteed that two of them bust at least. As I always say, like probabilities are sometimes low, but there's still a probability that things can happen. There's, there's people that have gotten three blackjacks in a row. I mean, it, it happens. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the, if, if I was putting money on a game, this would be the game that I'd be putting down money on. Like yeah. this is, you know what? Most of us are overmatched by Steven. Uh, Mitch is just a bit more overmatched by Steven. Yeah. This is this is definitely the number one team playing against uh, Mitch's middle of the road team, you know, or and or rebuilding. So yeah, that sorry, Mitch, this is gonna probably get a little ugly. This will be this will be one of the probably a few times a year that you can actually for Steven just like cruise to a win. Like it's nice to have that every now and then. You don't want the nail biter every week. You have a goddamn heart attack Monday nights and shit, but <laughs> Sometimes nice just to cruise to a win. You watch it at the beginning, you're like, yeah, I'm blowing them out at the beginning. I'm winning it in the middle. The end, it's like, yeah, it doesn't even matter. I'm just going to enjoy a little football now. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, seems like it's going to be somewhat un- uneventful, but uh, I I see with your notes, you're, we're back to the same advice from last week. Yeah. So last week I had mentioned, I think for this team and maybe even one other that, uh, these defensive line linebacker guys, you really, they're great for your defensive line spots, but you really want to try to get them out of your flex spots and your linebacker spots. So I had mentioned earlier that Jonathan Allen, you know, scored seven and a half points between a range of six and eight and a half compared to, to linebackers that would have been available at the time. Um, and so that makes it, you know, in a one week sample seem like, oh, well, maybe it's not that different. So I just pulled some numbers real quick. Just just throw them out there again. Start who you want to start. Just throwing it out there to, to help people be informed when they're making these choices. Because uh, in the long run, linebackers are going to score more points more consistently than all but the absolute best defensive linemen. And, and Jonathan Allen isn't. I mean, he's very good, but he's not uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Not, yeah, he's not Garrett. He's not Watt. He's not, you know, he's just – He's a tier or two down from them, which is great in your defensive line spot. But, so, for example, last season, the and I always go third best and 15, but I never go the number one scoring at a position because you always have one or two guys that have a wild-ass season, and it, it skews the numbers. So I always start at third when I'm doing comparisons. Um, but in 2020, the third highest scoring defensive lineman scored 115 points, and the 15th highest scored 102 so one, the difference between third and 15 was very small, but 115 points was the top end for a defensive lineman, whereas the third best actual linebacker, so that's not a hybrid, scored 164 points, so 50 points more, and the 15th best was 139 points, so 37 points more. So if you have a similarly talented linebacker, they're putting up 30% roughly more fantasy points than the corresponding defensive lineman. Another way of looking at it, that season, last season, TJ Watt was the number one defensive line, uh, number one in defensive line scoring, but only with the same points, only ranked 10th as a linebacker, whereas he was number one far and away for defensive line. So 
going further back, I did 2019 as well. In 2019, defensive linemen were 153 and 111, whereas linebackers were 164 and 147. So the third place guys were a little bit closer, a difference of 11 points. But once you get down into the mid-range, the 15th place guys, there is still a difference of 36 points. And that, if you go to the 30th to the 40th, it stays consistent where those linebackers are outperforming the D linemen in points. And so, again, start who you want to start. I just like putting information out there, one for myself, but also for other people. Um, there's a chance Jonathan Allen plays next week and gets four sacks, you know, like Chandler Jones did a couple of weeks ago. Well, he got five, but, you know, that could happen too. And then taking Jonathan Allen out and starting anyone you could think of would be a mistake. So, so play the guys you want, but, but just know if you're looking at it purely from a probability standpoint, your, your best bet's going to be on a quality linebacker over even a higher tiered defensive lineman. Oh, it always is. The, the linebackers are the meat of the defensive side of the ball. The, yeah. the linebackers are the running backs of the defensive side. Yeah. Is how I always tend to look at it. So yeah. ju- just like you said, you're, you're better off having a middle of the road uh, running back than you are a, you know, the number six tight end. And yeah. I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but the, that's the same thing with the defense. You're better off with a middle of the road linebacker than you are with a, with a, defensive lineman and like you said it's it's not that they don't score points or can't score fucking huge points at times but yeah yeah no i get what you're saying there and you know what he should be maximizing all points that he can in this game to to have any type of shots yeah would this be the upset of the year at least so far yeah i mean it would be if it happens so i don't think we've had a this big of a spread anywhere until Till now, I don't remember the first couple of weeks, but yeah, all right, I'm pulling for you, Mitch. So Steven's tied with me in my division, so obviously I'm favoring Mitch in this. One. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's going to be a tough road to hoe. So you know, hopefully, hopefully things work out. Though. I'd love to see it. Yeah. So last week's blowout of the week, which is the biggest spread of the week, was 48 points. So yeah, this one's even bigger. All right. Next battle of the basement. Oh yeah, yeah. We're fighting for the underground here with the Legion of Boom 0-4 versus Team Honda Killer also 0-4. Yeah, the, the defending champ is falling hard. Oh yeah, like completely hard. I we did when we did the previews. I was not expecting this. Um, I expected them to be closer to a middle of the road type team. I was not expecting them to fall. And I think I said at the beginning of the episode here, like uh, no one can be more disappointed than Darian right now. Like that, yeah. that team looked like it was ready to go. Yeah. And uh, so, again, and I said it last week, I was a little nervous about playing Darian there, of that offensive explosion coming. I still think it's coming. I mean, it, it could be this week, and I know it's only a three-point spread right now. But, uh, yeah, Darian, just keep keep the car straight right now and just keep driving it. And, yeah. you know, what? Honda Killer, just fill that bench up and – figure out figure it out in the next couple of weeks right yeah yeah and that that goes right to the point that i put up for for honda killer for this week he's got right now two open bench spots but he only has one wide receiver on his bench that's not injured that's active you know and there's still a couple of startable wide receivers out there you know we talked about raymond earlier harris uh yeah if you've been listening you know a few names and if you have the sleeper app you know even more of them 
don't have two bench spots and not enough wide receivers to get through the week, or at least through a bye week anyway, it's, it's probably time to go pick some up because every week that waiver wire is going to be just a little bit thinner. That That's where Hobby Killer needs it. I mean, Michael Thomas is going to come back eventually, and that's going to change the whole complexion of this team. But the fact is, he's not back yet. So Yeah, uh, bye weeks are early this year, right? Are they next week or the week after? I think the week after. All right, so they're definitely coming soon. Yeah, and, and we'll mention it on here when, once they come up. Yeah, so the this week, next week, whatever it is, is is really with the wasteland that's really out in free agency. Better pick up them scraps pretty soon. Like, and, yeah. and start kind of figuring out a little foresight for the weeks coming up and stuff. Like, they're going to come fast, and when that way, when the bye weeks hit, that waiver wire is really everyone's scurrying at that point. Even people oh, yeah. with depth, an injury or two, and like they're scurrying. Yeah. So, and it's this is prime time. Like a lot of people have spent the money that they can spend. Like my salary cap is absolutely shot. So, like I'm not bidding any real money on any players this week. I I can. So it's a team time to get your uh, one and two dollar players. Fill that shit up. Yeah. So for the for the Legion of Boom, I just put out there. Obviously, Gaskins had Gaskin Miles Gaskin had a disaster of a week, and so at this point. Because Gaskin's been underperforming a little bit anyway, I think it's time to, if I were him, if I were the Legion of Boom, I'm putting Singletary up into the RB2 spot. And then really what that does is it lets you look, when you go and tap on Gaskin, he's in the flex spot, it lets you pick between everyone else on your team. So instead of just looking and comparing them to your running backs, now you're, do you want Gaskin or do you want Keelan Cole or even Evan Ingram? And I'm not saying for sure right now that I would start either one of those guys over Gaskin, but I'd have them in that spot where I'm making that decision instead of Gaskin versus Singletary or Gaskin versus, oh, well, Camara. There's no choice there. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not at this point comparing Gaskin just to my running backs. I'm saying his, his starting position is tenuous and I'm comparing him to everyone. So I, I'd get Gaskin in the flex. You know, as, as long, the one thing you should try not to do is to start a flex player on Thursday because that locks you into a position. But assuming that both players are starting Monday or Sunday rather, and, and I look, they are in this case, I'm, I'm putting Gaskin in that flex and on Sunday morning, I'm deciding, or even Saturday night, you know, I'm looking what, what happened during the week. If Gaskin's been practicing, if he, it doesn't look like he's hurt, it looks like he just got forgot. That makes me even more nervous. So I'm, I'm really having a hard look and, and seeing who on this team I'm going to start in that spot. A quick note because I just kind of looking through Darian's team right now. London game this week, nine thirty Sunday morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a little good. public service message. Don't forget that Jets in Atlanta. Yeah, good call. So make sure that shit gets done Saturday night, unless you're an early enough riser to get up and and get into it. But yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know what's going on with Gaskins. He's getting. You know what? As Darian's disappointed, I would say Gaskins is one of the disappointing players this year in general. I just yeah. thought he'd be more of a, you know, an RB two, you know, something solid, and it just hasn't completely worked that way. And yeah, you know what? Football's a funny thing. Some, I mean, got three, two attempts last week. And that was all he got. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to get in the mind of these coaches of what they're doing, but that's not the most promising thing. No, but you like, know who's on, on the upswing at running back is that Michael Carter, the rookie that he picked up. 
So that might be even one to be watching. Well, that's actually where I was going with this. And I, uh, that's when I figured out they were playing the, the London game. Uh, yeah. Michael Carr is starting to get the ball, starting to get some targets. Atlanta is no juggernaut by any means. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to take a hard look at that. You know what? If you believe that the breakout type week is coming from the rookie, like uh, this, this could be the week. Yeah. But as I say all that, this is a three point spread on this game. And mm-hmm. so, so it's hard to, uh, is, is this the week you're, you're still go safe? And well, I say safe and Gaskin don't really look safe right now, but, but like you were saying, Cole or Ingram, Seems pretty safe. They're going to play. Yeah, um, but they they they've been up and down too. I, I got to tell you, I didn't realize it was a London game. But if you actually take and look at uh, the history of London games, defenses tend to break down big time. So I would definitely be looking at start. Well, Keelan Cole is also a Jet, though. Yeah, I, I'd be looking real hard at starting the rookie in this one, just because it actually spells it out pretty well as a breakout opportunity. I mean that that's where I'd be looking right now, but but again, start your guys. I mean, I yeah, it, it's a little bit of an iffy call. It's a, it it's not black and white as like a lot of the ones I see. But I I'm just looking at here like like I start Carter over Ingram. I probably start him over Cole, DJ Dallas. Probably start him over Gaskin. I at, at this point I would until I had some understanding of what. Miami was doing. I mean, is it Flores is trying to be like his old boss or what? You know? Yeah, you you just don't know. And they even came out at the beginning of the year and said it was going to be a three-headed monster thing. They didn't yeah. say it was going to be week to week. I mean, until last week, I mean, Gaskin looked fine. Got 54, 61, and 52% of the snaps. I mean, that, that's fine. Handful of targets, 5-5 five, five, and 6. Yeah. You know, so you're like, yeah, he's fine. I so I don't know what happened last week. I don't see anything injured, injuries. So yeah, I'd even say there's probably a 65% chance that he's back on track next week. But I think that there's a 80, 85% chance that Carter meets his team and, and snaps at that position. Yeah, that, you know what? There is nothing else there. Like there's Ty Johnson, and I think Coleman's hurt already. Oh, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So I would say it was definitely between the two, but I, I would lean Carter. Yeah, that's where I'd be this week as well. Yeah, you, you, you draft him for a reason, so yeah, just my two cents. All right, what else we got on here? Game five for this week: maintenance woes at three and one versus JT Hackenberg at zero and four. So obviously zero and four at the bottom of his respective division, and maintenance woes another one tied for uh, the top of theirs. This time in the champions division over there. This one, maintenance woes is favored by 23 points. Yeah, Hackenberg's clearly in rebuilding mode, and uh, Matt is clearly in win now mode. Yeah, Matt should pretty handily win this game. Yeah, uh, please. Kind of looking at their Hackenberg's lineup here. Uh, how about Kyle Pitts? He's probably what the number one tight end, number three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You you covered this earlier, and I see it's in your notes, so I'm not trying to steal. But, yeah, Tyler Boyd needs to be in the lineup. Yeah, as long as Higgins is out, which I don't know if he's coming back this week or not. But, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing we said last week. Boyd 
has been a good receiver for that team for a long time. He's just not the superstar receiver. But when there's an absence of targets, Boyd, and this is before Burrow and everything, that's when Boyd collects targets. That's when he's the guy. He's the one that's left. So, yeah, Boyd should really be in there. Yeah, you know, the other note I put in there this time is this is the youngest team by a lot. So they are, on average, 23, just over 23 and a half years old. The next youngest team is Steven at 24 and a half years old. So, I mean, it, it's great to build a team for the future. That's what Dynasty is all about. But you also need to make sure at some point that you're looking that the future is going to arrive. You know, if, if you keep churning through your young guys as they get a little bit older and you never have the veterans on your team that you're going to use in your games. And, and granted, we're three years into this league. Listening to different podcasts about Dynasty and, and whatnot, that's that's a problem that you see, a trap that you see teams fall into pretty regularly is that they're always building for, you know, I build this beautiful lineup of, of young guys, first, second, third-year players. But then when those third-year players become fourth and fifth-year players, you trade them away and you have this up. Now, again, you have this great team that just in a couple of years it is going to be so dominant, but it always stays a couple of years out if you're not careful about how you're, you're planning your roster out. Well, I think something that probably mentally plays with us a little bit, like it, since it's called Dynasty, it's like I can't have any old guys on my team. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can. I have, uh, I don't know how old Emmanuel Sanders is, 34, 35. And he's a piece of my team for this year. Like, and there's nothing wrong with having him on my team, not paying him after this year, but that that's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we get enthralled and you can see it even when you're trying to make trades and stuff, we get very enthralled with the young guys and the old guys just for some reason are not worth anything. The yeah. whopping old guys that are like 28 years old, man, <laughs> I, I, I would take 28 years old. So anyways, yeah, it's a little bit of a misconception. I, I think this team sort of went into like the the first two years, like not having the greatest plan in the world. So, or just being a middle of the road team and having too much hodgepodge and nothing great. Um, so we'll see what this team builds in the next couple of years. I think this is a team. Did you put it in your notes? Yes, empty roster spot. Fill yeah. that shit up. Even for someone that's a dollar, that's next year. I mean, you, you ain't got to go home run hitting or anything, but uh, something that could possibly be good next year. Uh, go pick any arbitrary rookie up that you think is going to be anything ever. And yeah, keep, keep the roster filled, spe- especially rebuilding teams. Rebuilding teams can probably, I'm assuming, get a little bored because you're not winning anything at, at times. This is like probably a all free agency is probably very important to them to to get some of these guys for two years that that will accelerate the rebuild. Yeah. So, and Matt is completely win win now mode. I'm just kind of going through his lineup right now. Matt should be the one looking at Tyrod Taylor this week. He's a little short at quarterback again. Again, it's a little outwardly thinking. It's not so much for the matchup, but for the future here. See what he's rolling. Defensive line. Yeah, I don't see anything glaring at me that I would change in this lineup. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I, I I put a note note actually in there about uh, for Matt about quarterbacks that um, yeah to to make sure you have enough quarterbacks to get yourself through the season, which is funny because he has freaking seven quarterbacks on his team. 
it's like, it's like, come on, man, do do something with them. You're killing me. It, you got so many, it's messing up the rosters. But at the same time, he's got Bridgewater out. He's got Fitzpatrick out. He's got Jacob Eason, who might as well be out. And Taysom Hill, who, I don't know. Deshaun Watson, who's out. So, like, really, he's only got Aaron Rodgers. He, yeah. Do something different. Get rid of one of them. Come on. Get rid of two and pick Tyrod back up. Who knows? That's funny. I wasn't even looking at your notes when I was looking through it, and I was like, man, he needs a quarterback. Yeah, like he's got all the quarterbacks, but it's like the quarterback quarterback retirement room. I mean, it, it's all injured guys or guys that are out or, or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, I mean, Rodgers having a good enough season. He's not in too bad of shape, but uh, and then he's got love who in theory would be the guy to call up if Rodgers did go down. So Taysom Hill is an emergency backup, but man, he's got a lot of chaff there. I mean, for example, he's got Ryan Fitzpatrick on injured reserve. Is that really someone you're holding on to for next year? No, no, I, I don't foresee him being on his team next year. Yeah. I mean, at the point you have seven quarterbacks, like what are you holding Jacob Eason for? Yeah. I mean, it's not, he's on his taxi squad, so you might as well leave him there, but. Yeah, uh, it just seems like I, I'd start looking at trimming some of this down. I wouldn't have any intent of carrying Eason in across next season, only because that's someone from next year's draft you could put on the taxi squad. I mean, I think Eason has managed to show that he's just not going to be that guy. Yeah, at the end of this year, there's no Jacob Eason. There's no Ryan Fitzpatrick. or a good chance there's no Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah possibly. And you know what? Well, hopefully Watson's troubles are figured out by then. If they're not, Matt will be drafting a quarterback next year. Not that he'll be in bad shape with Rodgers. And like I said, who knows what's going on with Watson? Yeah. That's a, that's just an all weird situation over there. Yeah. Houston trade the goddamn guy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you you guys are just staring each other down. He obviously, if you're, not making him practice and not making him active for game day. He really doesn't give a shit. He's just collecting his money and he's like, I'm not playing for you. Trade him. Someone will give you a first round pick and a second round pick, even with his troubles. You know what? Take it and run. Yeah. Yeah. That's my just armchair GM style though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, another, another solid number. We're a 23 point win. I think all these games, oh, well, the ba- battle of the basement was a tight game. Everything else seems to be pretty convincingly for one team. But I do see the next one as the game of the week. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's where we'll finish up with is uh, Team Veto versus the Number Crunchers, both at three and one, both tied, obviously, at the top of their division. Oh, no, Number Crunchers sitting alone at the top of their division. And uh, this one's slated for... 441 total points scored with Team Vito winning by three points. So, yeah, this this should be the one that we're hopefully looking at next week. We didn't get one of those this week. But, yeah, this should be the game we're looking at on Monday, wondering who's going to pull it out. Just looking, they got a Monday player going. Oh, Lamar Jackson on Monday versus Jonathan Taylor. Oh, this will well go into Monday. Yeah, it should do. Mark Andrews, Michael Pittman. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when you say Monday night, it's literally Monday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, we got robbed this week. The The close games didn't wind up being all that close, but hopefully next week we get another good one. Absolutely. I'm going down this a little bit. Uh, 
you know what? It's it's a tight game, and as I go by looking for player at player for player, like yeah, yeah, this is going to be tight. Is this a is this another team that's playing their defensive lineman in the wrong spot? Um, no, no, the other team that I had. I mean, that goes back to the last game. Maintenance woes needs to get Melvin Ingram out of his linebacker spot. Um, no, on this one for the number crunchers, one thing is, uh, and, and we've talked about it a fair amount on here, but have a look at your defensive players, uh, especially if you see a defensive player that's not scoring very well. There's a handful of websites, sleeper included, that'll publish snap percentages for for players, and, and just make sure you're looking at that for for all your players, really. But if you don't have that time to commit. Identify your underperforming defensive players and just check out their snaps. And I say that because he picked up Zach Bond from the Saints a few weeks ago and he's been starting them. But in the last two weeks, Zach Bond played 10%, 3% of snaps. Like if they're under 50 at linebacker, if shoot, if they're under 65 at linebacker, you kind of want to get them out of there. But I mean, it goes without saying 10%, 3% of snaps ain't going to do it. And in a game that projects to be this close, that could be an important move this week. Absolutely, and it goes back to what we're talking about. Always trying to maximize your points in there. Um, yeah, if he's not, has it been that ugly? Oh my god, Bond played two snaps last week. Yeah, yeah. So I always pull it up in percentages, but yeah, so three percent. So whatever it is, that ain't good. No, that's not really good at all. Is there even a bench option that would be better? Uh, well, we've mentioned a couple of guys that are out on the waiver wire, anyways. At linebacker, they're still. Honestly, there's still half a dozen guys, four guys at least, you'd be all right with rostering and playing. Yeah. Matt Judon on his on his roster would be a better play right now. It would be. Uh, that gets you back into that defensive line thing, but but that would still be better than the guy that's not actually playing. Uh, not, not playing enough to matter, I should say. Absolutely. And, and I know we keep harping on it. Uh, Vito, three empty bench spots here. Yep. Fill that shit up. Fill it up. Doesn't matter. Fill it up with defensive backs for all that matters. Yeah. But yeah, there's de- there's definitely three things on the waiver wire that would play on this team. And oh, Jeremy, you do not need to keep I don't even know what his first name is. Kyle Allen. I think he can <laughs> cut I think he can cut him, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, um, that's like the Todd Gurley thing, though. I'm sure if you talk to Jeremy, he'd be like, Yeah, you know. No reason to cut him right now because there's not anything else to pick up. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably not. So yeah. let, let me ask you, and in a game like this, you put the home run hitters in? Yeah. Is this Trevon Diggs somewhere here? Yeah. Just because it's such a tight tight window or you go slow and study and hope the other team fails? Yeah, no, th- this is where, uh, and for me personally, my home run might not actually be the defensive back, but, yeah, this is where I'm putting in the higher risk guy that like, so for example, I'm favored by what uh, 30 points or something. Um, Joe Mixon has an ankle sprain. So, well, so does Dalvin cook. So it's, I guess, guess not a great example. Um, but yeah, you know, this is a game where I start Robbie Anderson who can get the 50 yard touchdown on any given week uh, or, or yeah, but digs. Um, yeah. Th- this is where you play your home run play. And hope that it turns into something for you. I mean, that, that's what's going to put a game like this away for you. I'm a slow and study guy. I, I just ask the question. Again, again, the only time I ever feel like I'm going to put home run hitters in is if I'm 
if I'm the 54-point underdog. I'm like, yeah, let's do some gambling. We'll put somebody in. But this game will be interesting, very interesting. And, again, it, with players on Monday night. So we're, we're not getting shorted for on the edge of your seat action here on Monday night. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got anything else good in these notes? Let me click back to them. Did not know that Jeremy was the third all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why, like I said, that's why I go and, you know, I, I don't have a ton of advice for Jeremy who to start. He's got a pretty well-defined team. Um, like every team, they could get better, you know. His, his tight end situation, he improved dramatically last week. Uh, but if I don't have good actionable advice, I just like to pull out in- just interesting bits. And Yeah, in this case, it's exactly that. That uh, Team Vito, if you look at all-time scoring in the league, is in third place and tied for the third most wins in the history of the league and is sitting at fifth so far for scoring this season. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty consistent, you know. And uh, that's why I say, like, this this is a team. If I'm Jeremy's team, I'm, I'm finding – I'm looking for at least my secret sauce this week. Something that's something that's going to help me have a little bit bigger, you know, a little bit of a spike or, or a dip, you know, if, if it goes wrong for you. But, you know, this is a week where, you know, I guess there's an example. This is a week where I'm starting Brandon Cooks over, over Robbie Woods. You know, Cooks is still relatively safe, but he's kind of a, a little bit more of a boom guy than Robert Woods is. Uh, yeah, this is a week where I would consider – well, I wouldn't take him off the taxi squad, but uh, Kenneth Gainwell. This is a week where I'm starting uh, – yeah, Cream Hunt. I'm starting Chase Edmonds, and I'm starting probably Swift still. Um, but if Gainwell wasn't on my taxi squad, I'm probably starting him over Swift maybe. I don't know. The point being, yeah, the, for Jeremy's team, this is where I'm trying to find something that I slide in there and, and use this week that – that might put me up over the top a little bit. Yeah, he, he even though he's at that three and one record, you got you got to keep piling on, and take these wins while you can. He, yeah, he's in this gauntlet of a division with you know me and Matt also being three and one. So, I mean, yeah, the, the coin flip games are the ones you need to win the to have the winning record at the end of the season. Here, here's actually an interesting one, which I hadn't noticed until just now. It's kind of reviewing, but this is a week where, assuming that he doesn't report or before you find out that he's not going to play, this is a week I go and pay Joe Schobert. I mean, having Joe Schobert over Danny Trevathan could be the difference between a win and a loss this week. So what's Jeremy got for money? He's got 71 bucks. Yeah, he's got enough. It's going to cost him about 13 additional dollars to uh, to get Schobert back on the active roster. I don't have the exact dollar amount in front of me, but it's about that. So I look. I looked at Joe Schober and I was like, do I want to trade for Joe Schober and looked down, looked down, looked down. Um, actually could be slight blessing in disguise for Jeremy. Schobert's on the last year of his deal. No reason to let him go to RFA, sign him and extend that deal. If you were to extend them per se, anyways, at the beginning of the year, you might've, you, you're going to eat up a chunk of that 13 extra dollars that you have to pay him anyways. Yeah. So it, like the real money difference just might not be that big of a difference. So yeah, yeah, I I definitely looking into it. So reports are there's nothing in sight for him coming back to to the team, huh? Well, he hasn't been spotted around team facilities yet. That I mean, that's all we know. He hasn't been there yet. Whether or not he's going to show up tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, no. But well, 
Somebody knows, but that somebody ain't saying. I, for my personal entertainment, I so hope he pays him. And then Vance reported he was going back anyways. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got it on my Romeo Okawara. I think that's how you say his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't know how long he was holding out, but I'm glad I didn't pay him. No, I, I wound up sending you that. Yeah. He, uh, oh, well, it wouldn't have worked out for you. But no, he was coming back the week he got it. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, didn't really want to pay him anyways. What I was even paying him, so it's no, like, ah, you know what? I can actually get out of this for free. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should do that. Yeah, yeah, but I I hadn't listed it yet, but uh, or I hadn't noticed it, I should say. But yeah, Jeremy's even got Joey Bosa starting as a a linebacker, which I mean we know Bosa's great, but even high end defensive linemen don't match up with decent linebackers. Well, that's why I said a few minutes ago, uh, playing, playing the lineman in the wrong spot again. Yeah, I didn't yeah, notice that. Yeah, Bosa should definitely be on the line. Yeah. You essentially want to play them down if you can, is the way it kind of works. Linebackers as defensive linemen and or linebackers as defensive backs. Sometimes yeah. they just have that eligibility, and it's, it usually turns out to be pretty good plays. Sometimes they're very boring. Like, yeah, wow, look, he got me four points this week. But, you know, that four to six points on the line or on the defensive back very consistently is like, no, that, that, that's pretty good. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. That's what I shoot for in my uh, my defensive backs. Dude, if my defensive back gets four or five, like, pretty satisfied. Yeah. yeah. You know, let them have the boom every now and then. Oh. Another quick little shout out the uh, the Micah Hyde uh, pickup suggestion for you from last week. That was a that was a hit also. Yeah, another interception for him. No. So we do got some good advice on here occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we were six, and actually, if you add in Hyde, seven seven positive to one negative, and the one that didn't go well was one I gave myself. So you know, of course, and, yeah. and then and then to be fair, one one neutral. You know, but but even that neutral one, that's the Jonathan Allen starting for Mitch as a linebacker. Uh, if if you stretch that out over the next five, ten weeks, it's not Jonathan Allen is gonna underperform versus any of those linebackers I mentioned. Right, when you stretch out the statistics. Yeah, yeah. And again, we we like to predict week to week, but like you just don't know. There's down weeks, there's up weeks. Absolutely. I mean, what what is there? two or three players in the league that you can really be like, you know what? No, they're, they're going to score around their average just about every week. Mahomes, McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're few and far between. Everyone has bust. Right. Yeah. You're, you're superstars. They, like you said, they bust. They score you five occasionally when you're like, no, you're supposed to give me 20. Yeah. So it is an up and down thing. All right. So you got some closing thoughts on here. Yeah, yeah, just kind of closing ideas. Uh, right now, and I know you know this, so I'm just kind of repeating stuff, but uh, we're actually working on some pretty interesting ideas about ways to innovate the way that, that we run the league. And, and don't get nervous, guys. If you like the league, like the rules are more or less staying intact, or not more or less. I mean, the league that you're playing is going to continue to play how it is, if that's how you like to, but just adding some extra wrinkles, some extra stuff, even some some stuff, introducing the idea of team ownership versus just being a general manager in the league. 
um, which will, at least starting out for sure, starting out will be an opt-in thing. So, you know, anyways, I don't want to get too far into it right now. This isn't really the platform for it, but it's, we've got different ideas about how, how to play. Like what if the idea that, what if you could win money playing fantasy without having a buy-in for the league? Um, that's just kind of one little, one little teaser for a whole slew of ideas that a group of us are kind of talking about in the background. And, and if we did that, like I said, for guys that are real comfortable, you know, I pay my hundred bucks or my 50 bucks for this league rather. And, you know, if I get first place, I get like 250 or whatever it is for this league. And, you know, if I get second, guys that are comfortable with that right now and in the foreseeable future, there won't, you're not going to see any change. So don't get nervous that we're, we're talking about different things in the background. I mean, this might even be something that's done for a different league entirely, but, but yeah, we got some pretty interesting ideas. Like I said, about having an actual owner or ownership group of a team uh, to add in that element of being an NFL GM, where if you had people that put money into the league and then had the ability to affect you as the GM and the coach of the team and what some of your decisions are again, an opt-in thing though. So it's not just next year, you're going to have someone that gets to screw with you whenever they want. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've gone deeper since then. Uh, and, and this, we'll have another podcast about this coming up, you know, relatively soon, but uh, got even some other ideas that I want to bounce off, you know, the people in the league that have expressed interest in this so far and, and stuff. So just, you know, some things, like I said, happening in the background. And, and if, if the subject of making this league more of a headache, for you as a as a manager, more intense, more consuming is something real interesting to people. Like, let me know because I'd love to have more people to talk to about it. But I know a lot of the guys that play in the league are too busy, I guess, to take on actively, you know, spending hours or or whatever discussing ways to make the league more crazy. But if that's something appealing to you, like shoot me a text and, and we'll include you in the conversation. And especially if you got different ideas about how you could run a league and things like that. Like I, I'd love to hear it because uh, we're flipping over rocks and seeing what's under, them, you know, see if we find any pill bugs. So I'm excited about this. Obviously I know a little more in depth here, but uh, no, I, I'm excited. And innovation and change is sometimes good. Um, you know what? We all enjoy playing fantasy to, you know, maybe different degrees for everybody, but in general, this, this league is really into it. You know what? I'm, yeah, I, I'm excited. And oh, yeah. Well, no, like, I, I think the next podcast is going to have uh, two guests with us on it. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the next one. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, we're we're putting together a podcast with, uh, with a couple extra voices on it, talking about these kinds of subjects. You know, the... Uh, like what if you could, through participation in a fantasy football league, own part of a business, like an actual working business of some kind that provided a steady income that then funded the league? And, and that's that's some of the stuff that we're talking about. Like I said, that it doesn't change your life. You don't have to be part of that. We can still play the league like we're playing. But that's the kind of craziness that we're talking about. Uh, uh, so you're getting me all excited again now. Oh, this excites me every time we talk about it. I I am too. And I mean, it's late enough tonight that, and like you said, we have some people that are going to join us. And if there's anyone 
who hasn't been invited to join us that, like I said, gets really interested by this part of the conversation, let me know. We haven't left anyone out. It's just maybe we forgot to include some people. I think we should include that. Like, even if it's, even if you're not interested in the new idea or, or just don't care until you hear it or, or whatever, like we could take guests on this podcast too. Like we're trying to do this for everyone's entertainment purposes and no one's excluded. Like Ian said, just, just in case we did not personally invite anybody, here's your personal invite. Call us up. We try to do it, you know, Monday or Tuesday nights usually. So we can kind of get it out before the week uh, comes up, but absolutely. Everyone's invited. I mean, come on in if you like. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. We're, we record these on uh, zoom. That's what it's called, right? Zoom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We record this as a Zoom meeting. If you have access to that on your phone or on your PC in a headset or, or some way to communicate, you know. Um, yeah. You don't even have to be in the league. If you want to get on and talk about dynasty football or something like that, you know, we can throw you on for either join us for an episode or join us for 20, 30 minutes. I mean, these things tend to, we, Joe and I ramble on for a while when we do these. So, you don't have the full seven and a half hours to commit you get it <laughs> um, but but yeah no like you said i i think now we're starting to get a format we're starting to get rolling with it and that i think yeah we could probably in a good place to ha- start having guests for like you say the weekly podcast and stuff and, and certainly by the time we're doing off season next year you know hopefully by then we're more comfortable with it turning stuff out quicker and you know have five people listening that know that we're actually doing this and Maybe we'll have, have had all of them join us. Exactly. And don't worry about sounding good. Like while you're listening to us, so you know that's not prerequisite for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. We're, we're just trying to have some fun with it. And hopefully everyone else enjoys it too. Like, you know what? That, that This is our league, not, not mine and Ian's. This is all of ours. You know, it's so. Yeah. You, you, you do have a voice and. No, no one should think that they don't or don't, their ideas will be pushed aside or anything else. Like it's who's playing in it. It's, it's theirs. You know what? It's yes. We let Ian make the ultimate decision on a lot of the things because he is the commissioner, but you know, what? I know for sure personally, even if it's a crazy idea, Ian's listening to it. He ain't thinking you're crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even some of the ideas that come up, um, you know, Stephen, I know Stephen listens, so he brought up some questions, whatever, about the league, about one, some of the things that we do. And this was early in the offseason, I think, like, you know, six months ago or so, just about different ways of improving some aspects of the league. And, you know, at the time, I was like, eh, it's not really something for a couple different reasons that I'm, I'm able to take action on right now. But even with that, like, you know, I kind of made a mental note, made an actual physical note, if you decide to dig around in the spreadsheet here. And, uh, yeah, in time, it it came up, and that was something that I'm looking pretty closely at that we're starting to uh, starting to work towards, starting to try to improve, again, all with the, the idea of making the league more engaging for everyone that's involved with it. So, yeah, sometimes you might bring something up and it doesn't change tomorrow, but that doesn't mean that I haven't made a note of it somewhere and and trying to find a way to implement it without, you know, first making sure that it isn't going to hurt things with the league and then trying to implement it in a way that 
makes it kind of seamless, I guess. Absolutely. That's why just making sure no one feels like they're alienated from the whole thing. No, hundred percent. If if you guys have an idea, let us know. Yeah. We're all in it together. All right, man. You good? Yeah, so I think we're wrapped up, you know, another terrible episode. Hopefully we didn't cause me to fall asleep while he's driving old people around. <laughs> well, absolutely. He's not one of our two listeners. So probably not. No. So I did get I did get a text from Steven, I have to say though. He goes, uh, hey, I'm listening to the podcast. Remember last week we were talking about Josh Gordon and he's sitting there holding the baby saying, you know, is he good? He texts me and goes, absolutely. That's what I was doing last night. <laughs> I don't know if it was 11 o'clock at night exactly, but it was somewhere in there. And yes, that's what I was doing. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nostradamus comes through again. Oh, awesome. Cool. All right, man. After midnight, Joe's going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's time. <laughs> All right. All good. right. Ian, I will talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll talk to you All later right. on, man. All right, see you. All right, yeah.